Hello, hello. It's time for another episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. Sally here, as always, and I know I say this every episode. I am a broken record, I know, but I am super excited for the latest episode for the guest that I will be speaking with today. But before I get into that, as per usual, thank you so much for supporting the podcast. I am very grateful for the love and the good vibes that you all bring to How to Love the Shit Out of Life. And as usual, you may be listening on one of several platforms. If you're not aware of all the different platforms that the podcast is available on, we are on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, SoundCloud, and Spotify. You can also listen to all the episodes via my website, www.howtolovetheshitoutoflife.com forward slash podcast. They're all there for you to listen to. Now, today's episode, I am a little nervous and I think it's because I'm so pumped to reveal that the latest episode is all about the greatest television show of all time. My favorite, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What? Oh, I have been wanting to do an episode on Buffy for a really long time. Uh, and a few months ago, I was kind of thinking, look, I've got some friends that are massive Buffy fans like I am. I could just get one of them on and I know it would be epic, but... One of the things I really wanted to try to do this year, uh, season three with the podcast, is reach out to people that I don't know, I've never met, they're strangers, but obviously they're an expertise in a certain field, or they do a particular job, or they have a particular hobby, but people that I don't know, and reach out to them and see if they want to be on the podcast, because I also treat this podcast as a learning experience for myself and I want to meet people from all different walks of life uh, and different experiences in this journey. So I did a bit of research. I was trying to find if there are any local Buffy fan clubs here in Australia, Sydney specifically. Um, the show is is so popular across the world and it's got a massive fandom. So I thought, well, surely I'm going to stumble across some form of fan club or group or person that I could speak with. And in my research, I came across a website called Slayer Down Under. And I, I did a bit of trawling through, having a look at the vibe. And from that, have come across a lovely man by the name of Imi Abdullah. Now, Imi, his whole life pretty much revolves around TV. Well, I don't want to say his whole life, but his professional life in particular. He works uh, in digital content. He gets to watch a lot of television for his job and do reviews and all that kind of stuff. You know, he analyzes TV for a living and his love of TV, you know, can be stemmed from his love of Buffy that he developed, obviously, as a young man, you know, growing up. Just like myself as a young girl growing up watching this show, I I fell in love with it almost the first time I watched it. And it's a huge part of my adolescence. And obviously I still love it, you know, 20 odd years later. Imi is the same. We had the most amazing conversation. I say it again all the time, but we could have spoken all day. We did not, but we did cover a lot in the time that we spent together. So as you can probably tell by my voice, the excitement in my voice, I am just so stoked 
to have done this episode. And I really hope that if you are a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan, you get so much out of it. If you're not, uh, I'm not going to judge you, but what are you doing? Go watch Buffy as soon as you have finished listening to this episode. I won't guarantee it because it is an older show, but it could just change your life. However, in the meantime, please enjoy the latest episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. I know I say this every episode, but I am super excited to welcome today's guest. Imi Abdullah works in digital content and happens to be a massive fan of the greatest TV show in history. That's my opinion and probably his. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He runs a website called Slayer Down Under. And so that's what we're going to be loving the shit out of today. Buffy, so welcome, Imi. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. To we be are here so today. excited. I'm I think so excited. I just got like a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> You're nervous. Yeah, I, it happens. I think when I'm really excited to talk about something, I just get a bit giddy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's gonna happen. So, Imi, can you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and how your love of Buffy came about? Yeah. Um, well, I'm a thirty-something man that's obsessed with television um but um i think i discovered buffy uh when it first aired on channel seven in like i think it was 98 um and um what i loved about the show besides all the great things that it is is that i could go online as a geeky little teenager (laughs) and find um you know those old message boards and talk to people about the best show in the entire world yes and i think that's what spurred my love for television and what television can do to connect people together. And so my career is totally based on that. Mm. So, um, you know, I work in digital content uh, for Channel 9, uh, working on, you know, some of their, you know, mostly reality shows. Um, And I've been there for 13 years and I've just loved, you know, I love that. And I love um, that Buffy was the thing that introduced me to that. Can you remember... I'm trying to cast my mind back to when Buffy mm-hmm. was on Channel 7 yep. because I know when it finished – see, we've already started. We're just getting <laughs> into it. When it finished, they used to show it so late, yes. like in the later seasons. But I remember it was like on at 7.30 or 8 7:30? o'clock or something. Yep. Yes. That first season was – yeah, I think it was like Monday 7.30 yes. and they moved it to Fridays at 7.30 and then suddenly it um, was at Monday at 10.30. Yeah, I know. So, the, so it was the fun of like <laughs> – you know, um, having a little nap, yeah. getting up and then hitting the record button in case you fell asleep. Yes. And uh, and watching Buffy. And then yeah. um, and then for me it was, you know, there was a uh, although these days there's not a lot of people to talk to Buffy in person besides mm. online. But at school I think, you know, it was it was the show to watch and mm. you would kind of get with your friends on the Tuesday morning and be like, Did you watch Buffy? How hot was Sarah Michelle Geller? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was, she was hot. Yeah. <laughs> she was always hot. <laughs> So obviously this podcast is all about joy, mm-hmm. positivity, happiness. I can yep. feel it radiating because we're talking about Buffy. But how can you describe, um, you know, those different feelings in what Buffy has given you? Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, a lot. Um, mm. You know, I think Buffy for me was, um, you know, a show about finding out who you are and growing up and and making choices that were kind of grounded in uh, positivity and, and, you know, morality about what's right and what's not. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think I was always someone, particularly as a kid and probably even to this day, uh, feels quite different and feels sort of on the outer. And I think Buffy was a show that said, hey, that's okay. Mm. And, um, you know, and, you know, you, you sort of, you're not alone. There's other people out there that might be feeling the same way that you're feeling 
um, or are there to talk to. Mm. Um, and, you know, I always think of that episode in season three where um, Earshot, where Buffy is in the um, – in that the tower. tower, yeah. yeah. With Jonathan and she says something like, um, you know, no one out there is um, – God, what's the quote? Do you remember what it is? Oh, my um, gosh. It's, uh, I think everyone out there is uh, ignoring your pain because they're too busy with their own. Yes, yes. And I, I love that. Like, I just yeah. think that was um, – I don't think I quite understood it as, as, as a kid, but mm. to this day I just think, um, you know, that idea of just sharing stuff that's going on is yeah. just so important. And I think Buffy – I'm probably getting way too, like, eh. But that's, <laughs> no. that to me is what Buffy really represents, is this idea of growing up and, you know, not being alone. Mm. Yeah, that is such a great episode. Mm. I, and I think the the moral of that whole story as well is, you know, the fact that the popular kids are going through shit, yep. the not-so-popular kids are going through shit. So like what you said, it's, you know, we've all, we're all dealing with our own pain but we're not alone in it. Mm. Oh, I, yep. love, I love that so, so much. That episode didn't air. I think that was the one that was banned for a little while because of the Columbine shooting in yep, America. That's true. And actually, um, fun fact, it was – it first aired in Australia before anywhere else. What? Yeah. Yep. So it did air after we had finished, I think, Graduation Day Part 2. Mm. Um, but was still well before the States aired. I think the States didn't air it until uh, the week before Season 4 started. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. There you go. You're always learning something <laughs> new. <laughs> so I guess leaning into, you know, what I want to talk about next is, again, you know, loving the shit out of life is all about overcoming obstacles and challenges. So, again... How has, and this, you know, can lend to a bit more of a personal experience, how has the show Buffy and, and your love for it helped you in your life overcome any challenges or obstacles? Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't, I know I'm supposed to answer about myself now, but I can't talk about Buffy. <laughs> um, like season six for me was this one of those seasons where I think when it first aired, I don't think I quite got it. Mm. And, um, you know, it was always, looking back on it now, it's quite interesting because obviously Buffy's a character was always someone who was, choosing for the greater good, you know, she killed Angel to, you know, save the world and, um, you know, she sacrificed her own life to, mm. you know, save her sister and and, um, and I guess the world She's as well. a good egg, She's isn't she? She's a good she? egg. But in season six, um, you know, Buffy gets a bit of a – she goes through a bit of a rough patch. She, you mm. know, she stops choosing the right thing and she kind of just finds herself um, in a sort of a bout of depression and um, – and probably not making some good choices. Mm. And um, and I think that for me was really important. I think, you know, particularly, you know, in my 20s, um, not that I really suffered a sort of a bout of depression, but certainly that feeling of like, who am I and what am I doing? And is this the right thing? And mm. and I think sort of reflecting on what, you know, Buffy ended up doing, which is, you know, finding within herself to go, this is not who I want to be. And um, I want to, I need to start, you know, looking after my sister and talking to my friends and, and you know, and, potentially ending quite a toxic sexual relationship mm. with, you know, with, with Spike. And I think, you know, I, I think um, the lesson for me in that was, you know, even in our dark times we can kind of, um, you know, find out who we are and, 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 and grow from it. And, um, and I think that's what really resonated with me, um, I guess, mostly through my 20s actually. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good point because and, – and going back to what you said at the start, I mean, obviously I was quite young when that season mm. – and I think I was in like year eight yep. or nine. So obviously 13, 14. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this is just really dark <laughs> and like sexual. And I'm watching it with my mom. So maybe I shouldn't be watching it. But now I, I've obviously rewatched Buffy a lot. Yeah. And you know, you're right in a sense that it, you kind of understand it a bit more because you've gone through 
your own stuff in your own life. And I, I'm a bit the same. I've never really gone through a dark depression or anything like that. But um, I think it, it is that thing of, well, if Buffy can go through it but then come out the other side, then so can we. So, exactly. Yeah. There's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. It always is, yeah. Dig yourself out of that grave. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> so obviously Buffy's impact on pop culture and, you know, TV, you know, obviously we were saying earlier that we think it's the greatest show in history, but that's something that, you know, when they when there are these lists of, you know, the, the classic TV shows, Buffy is always in the list. Yep. Um, I guess wanting just to get what you feel and obviously we can discuss just a bit about that legacy. Like obviously we're sitting here talking about a show that first aired 24 years ago. Can you ago? believe that? That seems crazy. That is ridiculous. <laughs> but the fact that we are doing this and we're so excited to do it, I think says yep. a lot about its legacy. How how do you see its legacy when it stands up, you know, obviously 25 years later nearly? Um, I find, I mean, for me personally, when I rewatch the show, I it's bizarre. Mm. I, I, you know, these episodes, I've, I reckon some I've watched 50 times. Yes. Like I've watched so much. I still find new things in it. Yeah. And I still find either new messages or new jokes or something that I probably didn't get before and now I get. And so I feel like every time I watch it, um, it feels fresh and mm. it feels modern and, you know, probably the later seasons more so than the, you know, that first season. But to yeah. me, it just feel, like, I, I don't even believe that it's a show that's 20 years old mm. when I watch it sometimes. Um, and to me, it's just so clever and so um, timeless mm. that I think um, that's probably the reasons why it sort of lives up today. And, you know, people often talk about the reboot and I don't mm. know, it's been a few years since they announced it and um, nothing has really happened since. But I hope when they reboot it, it sort of, it talks to that legacy and it's, you know, you know, I, I think it's stuff like, you know, when they redid Charmed or Roswell mm. or even, um, God, what else? Have I Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. Well, actually, I, I, I think Gilmore Girls did a good job of yeah. acknowledging what the past was. Yes. But you know, particularly like Charmed and Roswell, they've just gone and they've, you know, almost forgotten what the legacy of the show was mm. and they've tried to, you know, introduce a new audience but also just forget about the characters that were there before. So I hope Buffy doesn't do that when it comes yeah. to that. Yeah, I'm in two minds about mm. the reboot. Like I, I would love to see mm. Buffy in a different way but I part of me is like, oh, don't call it Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's like, I don't know, I just get very attached. I'm I'm very much like this as well with mm. um like spin-off shows. So obviously Angel yep. was the the big spin-off, you know, from Buffy. I think that was like a five se- yep. season show. I could never really get into Angel. Like I, I didn't mind it. I probably yeah. watched the first season, then I've seen episodes here and there from all yep. the other seasons. But I get very attached to the original. Yep. Same with I'm very into like the Vampire Diaries. Yep. I've never really gotten into the originals, and there's another one called Legacies. I'm just like, nah. If it doesn't have the main people in it, I just yeah, I don't know. I get very protective yeah. and <laughs> I, um, about it. I, I think you should give Angel a good go, okay. particularly now with with some reflection on Buffy. Uh, Angel holds up. And, it does. You know, and it, okay. it, it does sort of, you know, there's, you know, um, it does, I think it starts, I mean, I don't really love Angel season one, but I think season two, it really finds its groove. Uh, season four, uh, but season five, it's an absolute travesty that that show was cancelled because really? it really finds its creative flow. Uh, and obviously you've got, you know, a whole heap of, you know, Buffy sequels yes. in there around mm. um, some characters popping up. And um, it's such a shame that that show ended when it did. Wow. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'll. Maybe that's my new. Um, is it on Netflix or anything? Um, you know? I think it's on. Um, 
It's on Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. All right. I might have to get a subscription to that to add no. to my million <laughs> <laughs> streaming. So I think Buffy's on Stan. And, yes. Um, and Angels on Disney Plus. Awesome. Okay. So I thought we could do a little bit. I've called it rapid fire, but it's not going to be rapid because no, we're going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about this stuff, but it's basically just a list of questions around favorite episodes, yep. characters, all that kind of stuff. We're both going to do our best to answer them and, you know, have a bit of a discussion about them. So I thought we could start. Favourite Buffy main character? Ooh. Um, I think my answer is going to be really boring because – well, probably not boring, but really obvious. It's Buffy. I just think Buffy as a character is – you know, she's obviously kick-ass. She's – you know, she sort of subverts the pretty girl um, sort of look. Uh, And, you know, as I was saying before, she's someone that, um, you know – it makes choices for the greater good. And I just think that's such a beautiful thing that we can all kind of learn from. Oh, I feel a bit bad now that I didn't say her. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Who did you say? I've said oh, – I actually wrote three. This is how yeah, bad. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. say one, yeah. but I've written like three. But my main – I've thought about this in the car on the way here yeah. – uh, would be Willow. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like Willow is like the heart – the the brains sometimes Mm -hmm. and just the moral sometimes she is the moral compass for me and I find you know I also love her trajectory as a character I think she has like if you look at Willow in the very first episode to you know get to like season six season seven you just think what What? yeah so I love Willow and I feel like when Willow cries I get really upset I don't like seeing Willow hurt or anything like that and I think they do that deliberately um, in the show, but yeah, I would say her. And then I, I had Giles and Anya. Oh my god, Giles and Anya too. I mean, agree, agree, agree. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, character you wish we got more time with. I thought about this for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I, I think my answer is uh, odd, <laughs> but it's Glory. I mean, and she was in there for a good chunk of time, but I just thought that she was such a fun villain. And and I actually wish she came a bit back a little bit more in season seven. She was in the first yeah. episode, and then we never saw her again. Oh, that's right. She's yeah. in like a when the the first is appearing yeah. as all the villains. Yeah, <gasps> and I just thought um, Gloria as a villain was so interesting because obviously she looked like Buffy, um, mm. and really her <laughs> her sort of um, her objective was just to get home. And I just thought that yeah. was so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, I love that we got a little bit of you know sass and mm. um, you know a little bit of a nod back to Cordelia from the earlier seasons. And I love that. Yeah. yeah. So I would love to see a bit more of Glory. Oh, I love that. I didn't mm. even think. Well, mm. I do have a villain, I okay. guess, as mine. I have Drusilla. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So mm. Drusilla is probably, I mean, she. I guess she was a villain in season two, kind yep. of, um, along with Spike and then obviously Angelus. But yeah, I love Drew. I just think she's such a <laughs> such a quirky, weird, beautiful Which is character. why you have to watch Angel. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So I get more Drusilla if you I watch get more Angel. Drusilla. Okay, Not a yes. lot more, but you certainly get – yeah, yeah I, th- I would say you get a fair share of Yeah, Drusilla. okay, because yeah. I think, if anything, she was in maybe one or two other episodes of Buffy once season two was over. Yeah, they she were, came back in season five, didn't yeah. she? Yeah. And then – That was about it. I think she uh, – did she, did she appear yeah. in season seven yeah. again as, as the first? Um, The other yeah. one I did think of was um, – and this was not really necessarily me wanting to see more of her, but – I was talking to a friend about this recently. Like Kendra, the yes. second Slayer, was only in it for like three episodes, but yep. somehow she was this important figure. And then when you rewatch it, you're like, she was hardly oh, even in it. Hardly in it. Mm. So so bizarre. Mm. Anyway, 
Okay, favourite season finale? This is the hardest question. <laughs> I <asked>. know. <laughs> <laughs> because they're all so amazing. They're, all they're so literally good. so good. Uh, so I, I went with The Gift because I think that's something I always come back to, which is the finale of season five. Mm. Um, but, you know, I have a soft spot for Becoming. Um, yes. And I do. And lately I've been appreciating Chosen a lot more. Like um, the actual end. The actual the end. The series finale. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I, you know what? I rewatched Buffy um, as COVID you know, kind of hit last year and obviously when isolation was starting and we were all freaking out about, yep. you know, what, what's going on in the world. And, and, you know, we were talking offline earlier about how it's hard to get through season one just because it, it does look a bit dated and, and whatnot. But then... It's rough. It's rough. Yeah, it's rough. Mm-hmm. But as you get through it, and then when I got to season seven, there were moments where I was like, you know what? This was such a good season. Yep. And the storyline and the whole arc of it... It's actually really good television to finish a show because so many times shows, you know, I mean, again, it's it's completely up to the person and it's based on opinion, but I think a lot of shows that I've invested my time in over the years haven't always seemed to have got that last season right. Yep. And looking back, I think Buffy actually did a pretty good job of yeah. that last season. So. I think season seven is great. I think if anything, it just suffers from just trying to do a bit too much. Yeah. You know, obviously you've got... Cram the, it all in. Cram it all in. <laughs> you, know, you do all the throwbacks of season one. Mm. You've got, you know, you've got to end every character. You've got to do that big storyline with the potentials and the first. Yeah. There's a lot going on. And, um, but I think that's kind of great. And then obviously you've got Caleb at the end and mm. uh, there's a lot happening and Faith returning. Oh my God, there's so much oh, that happens here. Yeah. Uh, so um, I think by the time it gets to the finale, I always... I think my feeling of the finale was it always felt a little rushed. I was like, yeah. make it two hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, going back and, and, and looking back at shows, and I, yeah, I really appreciate it. Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, episode that makes you cringe. <laughs> I don't know why this came into my head, but I was like, <laughs> we need something. Too, I, didn't, I didn't want to <laughs> say worst episode because, again, it's complete, like it's completely opinion, and yep. I feel like Buffy's worst episode is probably better than – most shows best Absolutely. episode. <laughs> um, I couldn't answer this directly. Um, there's two that come to mind though. Um, so you mentioned Kendra, but it's <laughs> it's Kendra's accent <laughs> makes me cringe every time. It's so what is it? Bad. <laughs> what is? Yeah, is it like they're trying to make it like Jamaican slash English? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, so uh, I think that's from What's My Line. But actually, mm. the episode that I do cringe uh, at is Go Fish. Because oh really? Yeah, yeah. because <laughs> you've got the amazing finale after it. Yes, and then before that, you've got all that build up with you know Jenny's death, and and then there's just suddenly this weird episode <laughs> where <And> fishmen, <laughs> where, where the the school swim team turn into fishmen. Exactly. It, you know what? It does have a very odd placement yeah. in the series, mm. but you, you know why I do love that episode. It's because Wentworth Miller is in oh, it. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you get him. Yes, but yeah, I I agree actually because you're yep. right. It's it's like the one before becoming. So it's kind of like wait, what? what? And yep. Angel's barely even in it. I think he. I don't think he's even in it at all. I've, I there is wrong. a part where he he tries to bite Wentworth Miller's character oh. on the neck, and it's like the the fish poison. Oh. So he spits it out, and that's the only Angelus. Um, moment in that and I'm like he's your big bad and he's yep. not even really in this episode yep. if I am missing any scenes I'm sorry but <laughs> I feel like that's the only the only part so I had some episodes in season four yep. really make me oh, I don't know season four was such a transition Is it the episode the where Buffy spends the entire episode in bed 
<laughs> with Riley. Oh my god, I forgot about that one. That one's so bad. Basically, they're just like doing it the whole episode, and it's some weird magical force. Yep. That's like, oh, it's, that's terrible. Actually, you know what? That should go on here. But <laughs> it's it's one, I think, maybe just a couple of ep- episodes before that where Jonathan, it's called Superstar. I love that episode. Do you? <laughs> so basically, Jonathan, for those of you who don't know the show, Jonathan's like the little nerdy guy from high school that the Scooby gang, you know, they went to high school mm. with, but he was never like quite in mm. the, the gang. But he appears in several episodes and then eventually he's in like the, the trio, the villain uh, group of season six. But, yeah, it's like this whole episode where he's like the cool guy of Sunnydale and he's hot and he's a movie star and I'm just, oh, it's I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> he invented the internet. Um, <laughs> Oh. I yeah I mean I think I I think I've got a soft spot <laughs> for Jonathan and um yeah I love that episode Aww. so much yeah look I mean, we all have our yeah. our things um so most emotional Buffy moment this oh, one's really God, hard too so there's so many I mean because yeah there's I think I already mentioned like um you know Buffy's death in the gift mm. and you know killing Angel in becoming um but actually the thing that always gets me is also from becoming I think it's part one actually or maybe it's part two um. Where Joyce and Buffy have that conversation in the kitchen, oh. and she's like, "Do you think I chose to be like this?" And yeah. Um, so I think that was. Um, I think every time I watch that, I get a little tear in my eye because I think you know, obviously, I think as a kid, I had no idea what was going on in that scene. Mm. I just thought, "Oh, her mum's angry. She's kicking yeah. her out." Um, but you know, that obviously the metaphor of coming out, and yes. um, you know, and I, I just thought that was. Um, so significant looking back on it I mean I think as a kid I thought oh there's something more Mm. going on there I can't put my finger on that uh but um I think yeah I think that will always bring a little tear to my eye oh there you go Joyce I love Joyce she's part of yeah she's probably part of I mean the body the episode where Joyce Buffy's mother dies that is always very emotional um I thought of going back to my Willow love and appreciation the episode where Oz leaves. <laughs> I don't like that episode at all and I hate – I just hate it. See, I'm <laughs> such a sucker for, like, Sad Willow. I just find that – like, the episode itself isn't great. I, f- I didn't really like the way they just brought this yep. female werewolf in and it seemed very rushed just getting rid of Oz and I don't know if that was because Seth Green had stuff to do outside of Buffy but I just don't like – the way that it ends, and I hate how sad Willow is in that, She's and I cry every time. Devastated. Yeah. It's, it's it's hard to watch, isn't it's it? It's really hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. probably that's my Willow one. Mm. Um, favorite quote or line from the show? Again, there's so many. We could have done a whole so episode where we just quoted mm. the show. Um, <laughs> um, for me, <laughs> there's so many good ones. Mm. Um, but I always just think of Buffy's little rant to. Um, uh, God, I think his name's Ford in Lie to Me, the, um, her old friend from her yes. old high school that's died from cancer that's trying to, like, become a vampire but also yes. make all these other people vampires. So she says to him something to him like, you know, he's like, oh, I need to do all this. And she's like, you have a choice. And mm. that always seems really, you know, significant to me. And then also just the speech that Buffy does in Chosen because I appreciate that so much more than I did on first viewing of her, you know, um, uh, you know, making all the other potential slayers. And mm. I just thought that whole speech is um, just epic. Yeah. Mm. She gives a lot of epic speeches. Like there's even the episode where um, I say Tara, even though naturally I want to say Tara. (laughs) Um, But Tara's family (laughs) – 
come into it and it's oh my like God, that's, oh that puts me to tears as well yes yeah. and <laughs> the way they stand up for her and yeah. they're like we are her family and Buffy's oh, just oh, yeah. I love me. it or when she stands up to the council in season five yeah so she's good. so good yeah. I I have two that I uh, one is very obvious but the other yeah. one is um so one of my very best friends is a huge Buffy fan shout yeah. out to Christy um, and she was obsessed with Buffy when we were yep. in high school. And um, she used to quote a lot of really random lines. And there was one that she used to say constantly at school. And it was a Drusilla line where I think Spike asked her, it might be in Becoming or one of the later episodes of Ooh. season two, but he asked her, like, she obviously went out for a walk. And he asked her how her walk went. And she said, um, I won't do the accent, but she's like, I met an old man. I didn't like him. He got stuck in my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so every now and then I just, that pops into my head and I love it for its comedic yeah. ability. Um, but the other one, obviously, you know, the hardest thing in the world oh is no. to live in it. Gold. Ah. Mm. <laughs> so good. And again, when I was re-watching Buffy uh, during COVID last year, I think that just turned me into a mess because it was like, holy shit, like we are just essentially just living right now because yep. we, we're not sure at what's going on. It's such a weird time and it is hard just even sitting here, just living in it. So that really resonated for me. Absolutely. God knows how many years later. So yeah. yeah. Are there any other episodes, characters you want to talk to, <laughs> talk about? Um, I feel like uh, we're just rattling off this I mean, really quickly. I feel quickly. like I have, we haven't spoken enough about Anya. I mean, she was on your list. Yes, we you. should talk about She's Anya. She's amazing. And obviously her speech in The Body is yes. probably the moment for me. Um, I, I, I had a weird experience watching The Body and every time I watch it, it's the same thing, which I'm not terribly emotional. I don't mm. tend to cry in The Body, but it's that un, it's that feeling of um, of uncomfortableness and mm. and you know it's so heavy yes um that it it's a it's an experience that i probably don't do often i probably only go to the body when i really need to watch it yeah like, i feel like mm. it is a bit of a build-up mm. when i know that episode is coming yep. i'm always a bit like oh yep. god because everything about it and i remember um you know i've i've you know watched a lot of interviews with you know joss whedon the creator and even sarah michelle geller and um christine sutherland who yep. played joyce and they talk about all the different elements of that episode it's meant to just drag on like it is like the whole scene of when she finds her mum. she's calling you know 911 um giles arrives the the ambulance the paramedics arrive the whole thing it's meant to just drag on and be this really harsh like experience but also very mundane yeah. in a way and the way they do the lighting and everything it's just like oh this is just it is just another day yep. but for Buffy obviously it's not but yeah. it doesn't you know it's not this huge epic moment like no. some of the other deaths in the show it's it's just so different yep. um yeah I think you're right I don't I wouldn't say I cry when that episode is on but it, yeah it, it just does something that I don't think many other episodes do. Yeah. When I do cry is when Angel rocks up to the funeral. Oh. <laughs> and, oh. and then at the end of the episode where Buffy and Dawn are having their little yes. thing in the, in, the, in the living room and um, and the slap and... Yeah, yeah all of that. Yeah. There's mm. so many good elements to that episode. Okay, we're, I'm going to go off script here okay. because we just got to get into it. But right. okay, who is Buffy's... One true love. 
Because I feel like this is something that I didn't think it was that big of a thing. It's you know, a big thing. It's a huge thing yeah. in the fandom. Mm. And I, just in case there is anyone listening that is not aware, like the Buffy fandom is massive and intense and it's it's and a hideously uh, divisive over this yes and so obviously going through watching Buffy she has a couple of key relationships obviously Angel which is the epic you know the the love that she'll she'll never replace that yep. that kind of thing then she has Riley <laughs> <laughs> who's her like boring you know <laughs> vanilla boyfriend that it's meant to just be that normal experience for her which I can appreciate but yep. You know, again, a lot of people aren't big fans. And then there's Spike, who was a villain, and then they, you know, they have this very toxic sexual relationship that eventually turns into something a little better. But I didn't realise people were, like, really for Spike and Buffy. Do you know what? And they call it Spuffy, (laughs) which sounds terrible. (laughs) I... I, I, So I don't don't have a view on it either way. Okay. I'm... I'm, I think Buffy is better being cookie dough, uh, but um, <laughs> she's not quite baked yet. Yes. But um, but I see the I see why people would lean towards Spike because I feel like Spike understood Buffy far mm. better than what Angel did, and yeah. I think Buffy uh, as a person, um, you know, obviously I think it's what you do when you're in your first, you know, you're in love for the first time. You aren't your true self, and I don't mm. think she quite was her true self. Around Angel, I mean, particularly in season three, where obviously they were still like, "Are we together? Are we not together?" Mm. She would just find herself sort of, you know, I guess trying to please him or be, you know, um, uh, and I don't think she was quite herself. And I think yeah. Spike saw her for what she is, all her flaws and all. I get, um, but yeah, for me, I don't have a view either way. Okay, yeah, I, 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 I assume you're, I assume you're a, uh, a Bangel fan. I, I'm, yeah, I'm Bangel. <laughs> I am more um I am more obviously leaning towards Angel, but I will say that when I have rewatched it in recent years, toxic elements to that relationship too. Like the whole thing. It's like Buffy needs some good relationships, even not just like, you know, romantic relationship, good relationships in her life because there's a lot of toxic elements going on in, in a lot of different relationships in the show. So yeah, I would say, you know, traditionally, yes, Angel, but Maybe just I don't know. I maybe she should just end up with like Faith or something, <laughs> or just I don't know. Be single for a long time. I mean, obviously she's probably what you know fifty now <laughs> in her forties. Yeah, and actually, Buffy uh, is forty, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. Um, and we were talking before about the reboot, but I um I would love to see Buffy forty. You know, struggling yes. with just being and you know being someone in their forties. You know, and I don't think any network would actually air it. <laughs> but, you know, she might you know, she might be in a relationship, she might be yes. in kids, and I'm sure there's all sorts of inner demons that she needs to work through in her 40s. Um, whether that would actually yes. happen as a TV series, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see that. I would love <laughs> to see that. I would. I mean, we're going to see – I think the Friends thing is a little different. It's, it's obviously interviews and stuff. But we're going to see the Friends cast yes. at the age they are now. So I would like to see – I would like to see that too. Um, I know there's a comic book series yep. of Buffy as well. And I think there was perhaps like lesbian yep. relationships that Buffy was exploring, which yep. – Good for her. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think she was exploring her sexuality and that's mm. kind of cool. I mean, I did read a tw- – I mean, the comic books are amazing, so yes. I shouldn't get off topic for those. But I did – I think I read a tweet from Alison Hannigan – well, I was going to say recently, <laughs> but I don't know how long ago it was now – that 
that actually, no, it's not between Spike and, um, and Angel. It's actually Buffy and Willow that put yeah. together. <laughs> yes. I do really like their relationship. It's quite, it's quite wholesome yeah. and, yeah. But the comic books are interesting to me. I mean, definitely mm. I think there's a place uh, for them. And I'd love to, they released like the first, I think it's like the first half of the season eight um, mm. as a little motion comic, which is amazing. Yeah, And cool. I wish they did more of it because yeah. I think um, it would ex- expose them to more people because by far the comic books are far more... Um, adventurous than the yeah. TV show where they can do a lot more and, you know, obviously, you know, it's more about special effects or budgets yeah, and, um, yeah, I'd love to see more of that. Yeah, cool. They've rebooted the comic books. Um, so basically they start at series one now and basically they've told a whole different story, still with the same characters, yeah. um, but very different to the TV series. So okay. I highly recommend them too. Oh, cool. Do you, do you read them? I do. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. I've never, yeah, I've never really dabbled in the, the comic books, but I feel like, you know, maybe I should. Maybe just give it a go. Yeah, give it a go. Um, after Angel. Yeah, after Angel. <laughs> I was going to ask you as well. I just popped into my head earlier, um, and we will get back on track with some of the, the questions. But um, just the character of Dawn. Yep. So I again, I've had a lot of conversations with friends. Oh, people are just. Uh, and again, I didn't quite realize. Obviously, at the time, I was quite young, and I did find Dawn to be a bit whiny and annoying because that's what younger siblings are to an older sibling and that was the whole thing in the show. But people hate Dawn. People hate Dawn. And I wouldn't say that I hate her. I Mm. found the whole thing, you know, very strange the way she popped up into it and then it was like, oh, it's this whole thing. But I, I just don't get the Dawn hate that's a very visceral emotion that people um, are projecting onto this girl. <laughs> There's an amazing YouTube channel called Passion of the Nerd. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. And um, basically it's run by a guy named Ian and he does these episode recaps of each episode. And uh, in he's sort of in the middle of season five at the moment. Yep. And um, so he's covering this at the moment. Oh, wow. And he raised something that I just had never thought of before, which is um, – when Dawn is introduced in season five, I guess she's supposed to be, what, like 12? I think something. so. But she kind of acts like a you know, six or seven-year-old. Yeah. She acts quite young. Yeah. And so he explores that. And I think that's why people didn't like her so much because she was she looked older than what she was supposed mm. to be. And I think his theory is that um, the monks that made her didn't know what a you know a 12 year old was supposed to be and that's what they thought a young girl okay. should be um, so it's probably you know in the world of the show that's what it was but I um I, I, I feel for Dawn I think mm. particularly in season seven she grows up a lot yes and um you know and I think that you know just like Buffy was going through her you know her stuff in season six and equally Willow and Xander yeah. <laughs> Dawn was going through her stuff as well yeah 100%. and you know and she was acting out and she was trying to find out who she was and you know, if you think of all the crazy situations that Buffy found herself in the early seasons, mm. Dawn's wasn't that different. No, and also, like, a young girl lost her mum. Yeah, big time. And yeah. where the hell is the dad? Where is Buffy's <laughs> dad? dad? Yeah. No one cares, but also, you're a terrible parent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like, yeah, I, I don't I don't dislike Dawn. I think she got a, a the rough end of the stick. Yeah. So, it's coming towards the end of the podcast, oh. I know. <laughs> We could we could literally talk all day. I yep. say this every time, but I have no doubt we could sit here all day talking about Buffy. Well, for me, it's like I don't have a lot of people in my like I talk online mm. a lot to people, but um, I don't know people in my age group have either loved Buffy or forgotten about it, um, and so I feel like I'm off my leash at the moment. I get to talk about Buffy as yeah. much as I like. It's so Can good. I do this forever. Yeah, can we get paid <laughs> to do this? <laughs> so, how do you love the shit out of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? 
oh, I feel like I've answered this so many times already today, but I just love the show because it's the best show in the world. Mm. Um, but also every time I watch it, I feel like I discover new things. And um, and I think it just resonates with me on all different levels. I almost feel like there's no nothing in my life that can happen that I can't relate to a Buffy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a Buffy <laughs> moment. And I think that's why I love the shit out of it. I think it's so important to me as a person and um, I think it's a big part of – who I was growing up and finding out who I was and um, and I can talk about it for days and mm. my 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 thing I love to do in life is convince people to watch it because yes. I just think people are so much better <laughs> <laughs> if they've watched Buffy yeah, the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, 100%. I, when I meet someone that does watch it or has watched it, I'm like, yeah, like yeah. there's a connection. Yeah. But it's weird. I was thinking a bit about this on the way here what my answer to that would be and it's pretty much identical to what you said really? but particularly in the in the uh any moment in my life or any situation and not even just in my life in other people's lives any situation you can find yourself in there is some way to relate it to Buffy. i i truly believe that i truly believe it too I think yes so yes cool. so what other things do you love the shit out of obviously tv is a i love part. television yeah you know, and i um i watch a lot of television Work, um, I work mostly in reality stuff, so things like Married at First Side or The Block, so I love those. Um, and, you know, I, I think I, I love discovering new TV. You know, I, um, I watch a lot of television. I don't even know where to start with what I watch. <laughs> um, probably, um, you know, but I've never found the show that resonates with me like Buffy. Mm. Uh, but I love finding it. I think I, I, I find myself finding the next Buffy. And, you know, things get close, but... No cigar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I love television. I love to read. Um, I obviously love to blog, which is where slayerdownunder.com.au came from. Um, I do a little – my own blog as well. So I love that. Um, yeah, so those, those are the things I love. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So um, how can people find your work or content online? Obviously, you've got the slayerdownunder.com.au. Yep, so slayerdownunder.com.au. Um, probably need some more updates. <laughs> um or you can follow Slay Down Under on Instagram. We're on there too. Um, and then for me, I'm Immy David on both Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Immy. This no, has been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, I'm, I'm so glad. We, once you watch Angel, we'll have to do this again for Angel. Yes, we'll have to do <laughs> How to Love the Shit Out of Angel. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you again for talking to me uh, about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I'm sure when we sign off and stop recording, we're still going to talk about it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you.